Just a word of warning for today's Skypecast on Treks and Sci-Fi's. It could contain spoilers for some of the summer movies that have been out so far this year. Your ancestors called it magic. You call it science. I come from a place where they're one and the same. Magic. Even if we save the world tomorrow, never be accepted into society. have to help Charles finish his movie. I pledge allegiance to a lantern that I got from a dying purple alien. Let's uh let's get rolling. I don't uh what are we at? 340? Is that what this podcast is? That sounds about right. Gee whiz, you're like ancient, dude. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You really are the grandfather of our podcast. <laughs> Old man Dosty. I can't stop. I just can't stop. You say Trexon, Trexon, MiFi? Oh, sci-fi. Oh, I like that. I think I'm going to do that today. Let's see if we can do that. Yeah, you're listening to, uh, wait a minute, I gotta get my, I got to get my teeth put in here. Wait a second now. This is a sci-fi. sci-fi podcast number 340. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's as old as I am. And, uh, it's July something. I forget the year, but back when I was growing up, we didn't have things like podcasts and stuff. You know, we Hold had my, we had to actually go to my, out and talk to people in person. Hold on to my my hover walker. Get off my grass, you kids! Get off. All right, so you probably all know today is podcast 340, right? So, and this treks and sci-fi, and we're doing a Skype call. And we're going to talk about movies, summer movies, because there's a whole bunch of them this year that we're all, uh, I think, for the most part, enjoying. There's been, I don't think there's really been, like, what I would call a stinker yet in the kind of movies that we talk about usually. I wouldn't say that there's been, you know, anything that was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I want my $5 back or anything. But uh, but before we get into that, let's let's introduce everyone uh, that's today here on the call it's an it's an all guy show, and since you know the anomaly girls never drop by anymore, so. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, first off, we've got Kenny. Kenny from California is here with us. I am, and hopefully my audio will hold out. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good now, Kenny. It sounds okay, uh, good. Sounds like it's holding up. You got to you know, you good. got those cats holding the wires together or whatever. And, <laughs> and we've got uh, Meds from the UK with us. And uh, and I saw one Weasley in the dormitory. You'd never guess. Oh, online. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and that chuckle is is Rick Pete uh, from the Rockford slash Chicago area. That's right. Represent. 
<laughs> you know, there are times where I still miss that area. I don't know. It was just, it was a fun time when I was there. I liked it, but uh, nice, nice town, nice area. And Rick was happy enough to show me around and show me Klingon, you know, Klingon's doing, you know, live theater and stuff like that. So I'll get back oh, over there one of these days. Did, then, I, did I tell you the latest about that? I think you said that you were going to get a part in it next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's I great. That's fantastic. Somebody. Hey, you you, awesome. you would definitely make a great Klingon there. I, I definitely think that would be fantastic. So uh, are they, they're all going to be back next year then and doing another round of shows, I guess, there. Yeah, in fact, he just put out the the casting call for four new actors for the troupe. Oh, great, fantastic! And we've also got uh, we've also got Dan D'Angelis on the forums with us from the UK. Hello, everybody. And Dan, how where, where do you live now? Where do you guys where do you live in relation to meds? I'm a bit further north. A bit more, further north. north. I live in uh, Yorkshire. That's like so, like you know, you got to walk a few more steps. I always think when you guys talk about you're more north, it's like you know, two miles away or something like that. Just <laughs> a few more. I think how many miles would it be? Probably about eighty, something like that. Is it? 80, yeah, it's just, just under a yeah. hundred miles, isn't it? So it's yeah. not too far. It's about a about an hour and a half drive. Oh, okay. Like it is a bit. Of, it, it is a bit. All right. And then mm. Mr. Moyer is with us, Mr. iPad uh, musical maestro. <laughs> 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 Very yes, nice. I am. Yep, <laughs> got my iPad here and all, all, all ready to go and play some cool. You need to be one of those, like, uh, like on those uh, talk show nightly talk shows, like the Tonight Show and that. You know, the the band leader guy. That that's what you yeah. need to do. And then you get rid of the whole With band. My iPad. Yeah, you get rid of the whole band and you just have your iPad there and you don't need all. <clears> my wife, other. my wife had a dream last night that I was on the Craig Ferguson show. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no kidding. So maybe it's maybe it's a sign since you said that. Maybe I'm. You, you guys will know me when I, you know, was on the Craig Ferguson. How how big is Craig Ferguson game? Because I remember Craig Ferguson from for playing uh, being a comedian and being in uh, Confidence and Paranoia, the episode in Red Dwarf back in 1988. He's gotten very popular. Yeah, I think he's yeah. pretty popular. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I I I don't tend to watch those shows a lot, but I I know a lot of people that like them, and. Uh, hmm. It's uh yeah he's he's definitely you know definitely got a following. Yeah, for sure. So I'm glad to be here with everybody today. It's going to be fun. I always like hanging with the Treks and Sci-Fi crowd. Yeah, Yo. I think we're going to have a good time. We talk about uh well we'll start uh the first movie that I wanted to talk about and I'm going to try to do something. I don't know how well you guys are going to hear this. But um I was going to try to play and uh a little bit of a see if you can hear this. Tell me if you can hear what I'm going to play. That's Thor, right? Can you hear that? Yep, can hear it. Speaker on the iPad doesn't have a lot of volume, but... So anyway, that was the first movie that I thought we could talk about. I don't know who here has seen it. I think a few of you guys have seen it, but uh, that kind of started out, at least I thought, the summer, you know, this kind of genre movie and obviously a Marvel movie. I, I liked it a lot, and I, I've talked about it, I think, a little bit on the podcast before. And uh, who else has seen it, and who else wants to mention or, or talk about Thor or what you guys thought about that? Obviously, uh, it's been a well, now it's been almost two months or so since it's been out, two and a half months. 
Yeah, well, I've seen it. Okay. All right, go ahead, Kenny. Um, What'd you think? Uh, I actually enjoyed it. I know nothing about Thor. I'm a huge comic book fan, but that for some reason, Thor's story never hooked me. So I really knew nothing about it other than he's a Viking and he has a hammer and a helmet. And, you know, that's about all I knew of him. And big, um, big arms and big muscles and stuff. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. The, the, I was introduced to Thor through a, a movie called Adventures in Babysitting back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, I totally love that movie. And there's a, there's a scene where a mechanic, this little girl's big into Thor, and she wears a helmet and has. Oh a hammer. yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, that's okay. how I was introduced to Thor. Okay, through that, through that movie. So that's all I knew of him. But um, I actually, I love this movie. I thought it was, it was so well done. It was a great introduction to this character. It was interesting. It was fast. It was to the point. It was everything that you want in a in an origin superhero movie, and of course I love Natalie Portman, so that was a plus. Yeah, yeah, Natalie, you know, is great. She's always great in everything. You know, I I feel the same way, and I I've followed some of the comics, but I, you know, they did they did their own little version of Thor here to a degree, and I, I liked it a lot. And uh, so yeah, it's well, you're a good example too, Kenny. That since you didn't know much about the character, and that you still enjoyed the movie, you know, I think that's that's the thing. That oh, really, very much. That's what yeah, they need very, to pull off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, I knew nothing about it, and I thoroughly enjoyed the story. I understood it. I got the background of the characters. Mm-hmm. I may not know the minute details of each of these things, but they gave a general enough idea to make me understand what was going on in this world and how yeah. this world's put together and how it's interconnected with Earth. And it was just, and it was visually stunning. The acting was great. It was just a fun. It was a fun way to start the summer movies. Yeah. How about uh, anybody else, Rick, Rick or Meds? Um, or you... I'm I'm here. I'm not oh. Rick. But I'm Amy. Oh, all right, yeah. hi Amy. <laughs> um, Rick, Rick That's pulled r- me in. Rick pulled me in and made me sit down because I have seen the movie. Oh, okay. Well, good, good. Uh, we need we needed a surprise. You did finally get an anomaly, but just not good. We need some anomalies. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, I saw it without Rick. Um, I saw it with both my boys um, for Mother's Day. We went and saw it, and I am Scandinavian, and my mother's maiden name was Torsvik, which is actually um, Tors Thor, Thor in Norwegian. So I, I just thought it was a really good movie. I'm not sure if it's one I would go out and buy a DVD of, but I don't do that very often. But it was really good, especially the special effects and... I thought it was really well done and had a great storyline, and I thought it was a good flick. Yeah, and he's pretty pretty good looking too, right? You know, Thor. He's, I, he's, I am he's not right. going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do know yeah. he was he he played uh, Kirk's dad in that movie from a couple of years ago. I'm sure Rick. You know, it was. I think he, I'd heard that, but yeah. um, you really couldn't tell. No, no. Because he had all the facial, you know, Scandinavian Viking hair He's on his face. Got the hair and beard and helmet, and not to mention hair. all the other, yeah, stuff. Yeah, and... so you couldn't really tell they were the same person, but maybe by the eyes, because they, you know, both had the same blue <clears> eyes. <throat> well, I think he even that, speaks a little differently. Like you know, his voice is a little different too. Where, because I think the I think the actor is. Uh, originally from australia i believe yeah i think he's an aussie yeah right so i think mm-hmm. he used some of his accent in, in when he played thor unlike when he was playing uh george kirk in the movie where he tried to i think speak more or less without an accent or without a like an australian accent let's say well and i and i like the guy that played odin too um 
Barry. What's the guy's name? He played C.S. Lewis. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. I don't watch any of the horror movies, but he was awesome in some of the other movies that I've watched. And um, they had some great actors and actresses in this one. I like Natalie Portman also, of course. Yeah, Yeah, Anthony Hopkins is... uh, I was actually shocked when they got him in the movie since I didn't... I didn't think he'd be a guy who would end up in a in a comic book type movie, really. But uh, I'm sure they paid him well. So, well, he's a good actor. He oh can yeah, act yeah. Anything good yeah. character actor. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad that you saw it. I'm glad that you liked it. Well, that it. that and he had his shirt off. You know. Okay, so. for like ten seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ten <laughs> seconds. He was just getting changed. And I look like that. That's why she liked the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they didn't oh yeah they didn't really overdo that i have to say no, i mean yeah there, there was there is there was actually very little that you could say objectionable that you know kids could go see it there wasn't like a lot of profanity or any sex scenes or anything like that it was a pretty good family film if- yeah it was no game of thrones that's for sure so uh <laughs> yeah it was no uh no hbo tv series the uh they well thor thor in general i mean except in maybe certain times where they've done it certain different comics i don't think they've it, it's pretty clean cut near i guess you could say pretty pretty uh there's the good guys the bad guys i mean that kind of blends over a little bit but uh how about you other guys anyone else you uk guys you get it over there already have you seen it i was yeah i, I was meant to go so i had i got asked by um the guardian newspaper which is a newspaper over here to um do go to the cinema watch it get paid get free tickets for it and everything and then write a humorous review for their newspaper because the company i work for is called thor and that's right the thor hammer stuff Thor hammer so they thought it'd be a good thing that they do a weekly column and they you know if they if they they did a film about decorating you'd get like bob's painters in or something but um they asked asked us to do it but i i couldn't do it there's no way i could get childcare for it so my my friend at work went and saw it and she got the review i'm quite glad i didn't actually because um they edited her writing something terrible and Hmm. And putting stupid jokes, pretty typical journalism, really, as we get over here at the UK at the moment. Um, can't trust them. Can't trust them at all. But uh, <laughs> she said she said it was a, a good, um, you know, a good turn off movie. You know, a, a good comic book film, and and she recommended going to see it. So uh, I think it's just going to be another one of those ones that I'll end up buying on DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dan, did you say you saw it? I did see it, yes. Um, I was uh, quite a big Thor fan back in the day. I used to collect the comics back in the late 80s, early 90s. And I thought they did a pretty good job of adapting it to the to the big screen. I think Marvel are, are spot on at the minute. Since they took back all their rights to, to do their own movies and things right. like that, yeah. they, they've just mm-hmm. been fantastic. And this is no exception. Um Obviously, it's slightly different. A lot of things are different to the original origin, but you know that's understandable because things don't always translate. But I think they did a great job. Um, Chris Hemingsworth was really it was Chris Hemingsworth. That was his name, wasn't it? He was really good. Um, Hemsworth, yeah, yeah. Hemsworth, yeah. Um, considering he he was originally an Australian soap actor, he's come a long way, and um, he's. Um, He's done some good stuff, obviously, with Star Trek, and he's just a good actor. I believe he's going to go far. Yeah, I think um, he fit the part real well. I think he was that, you know, slightly cocky, but, you know, kind of relaxed, too, and just kind of funny and charming and all that that he needed to be for that character. Yeah, and I think they got Thor. Thor. Yeah, go on. Well, well uh, you say he's a soap, uh, soap, Australian soap actor. There's only two soap uh, shows in Australia. Which one was it? I think he was. It wasn't he in Home and Away. He was. Um, it was. Oh, wasn't he one of the? Uh, didn't he work in the um, the gym? 
uh, on Home and Away. I'm sure it did. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, oh, definitely. Okay. If, if Laura was there, she'd know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there's only Home and Away or Neighbours in Australia for their TV. But yeah, he's. Um, I think he's. You know, like a lot of the Australian actors who have gone across the pond. I think he's been one of these that's going to do really well. Um, but yeah, I thought. I thought the um, the whole. The whole story was was pretty good. Um, I, I love the mythology of, of of Thor. You know, that's one of the things that really got me into the comics in the first place. And I think they've done that justice as well with um, Asgard and everything. They got it spot on. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I think they did a good job. Yeah, like you said, they had to change a little bit, but you know, I think they they had to make a a, a pretty solid movie and tell you a lot and a little. You know, between the stuff going on in Asgard and the stuff going on on Earth. It was a good blend. Uh, anyone else that want to cover this or talk about this one before we go on to another one? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie when I saw it. And the thing I really liked about it, other than the special effects, I love the whole idea of the bridge and the way that they travel between the various realms. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but I really liked the way that they characterized the character of Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, his brother or I guess he's his like half brother, I think, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I thought that the the way they wrote the script and the characterizations, the interplay between Thor and Loki, I kind of felt was kind of real, uh-huh. you know, from a writing perspective. And you know, a lot of sci-fi, unfortunately, doesn't always have good writing. And I thought this show had pretty decent writing from a script perspective. You know, my wife went to see it with me, and I think she humors me with all this, you know, sci-fi stuff. But she actually really liked the movie, and not just because uh, Thor had his shirt off for a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that that kind of, you know, that really kind of kicked off this whole movie season for the summer. I think that particular movie, from a sci-fi perspective, you know, really I I think set the stage for a lot of good movies moving forward. So yeah, it's, definitely. It's, it's going to be a good year. Definitely. Well, let's move on to uh, another Marvel uh, another Marvel film that came out, at least in the States here, in around early June. Let me see if I can play this one for you here. The cost of freedom is always high. No one can foresee precisely what course it will take. One path we shall never choose. That is the path of surrender. Killing will not bring you peace. Peace was never an option. Yeah, a little, uh, not a lot of dialogue in that little quick trailer, but that's X Men First Class. And I know, I think, you know, from what I remember on the forum, Everyone seemed to love this one. I, I liked it a lot too, but uh, it's um, you know the first time they've gone back and do like kind of an early X Men movie. The other ones with different characters and they're a little older. But uh, who wants to start us off and talk about this one? I, I actually saw it. Yeah, yeah. I went to the movie theater. Yeah, uh, go figure. I actually really liked it. Um, this is Rick, by the way, and and I went and I didn't know what to expect because the the other X Men movies were. You know they're pretty over the top. They were cool, but th- I didn't know what to expect with, with a whole new different you know cast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got a, got a bucket of popcorn, sat down with the kids, and we started watching. And it was from the moment it started to the very end, 
I was on the edge of my seat. It was so it was so real looking and so well done that I got lost right in the movie and I really, really liked it. I thought it was very well written, very well produced. The special effects were excellent and the uh, the actors that they got to do the parts just really nailed it. And I was totally impressed. I and I'm surprised that I was. I don't know why I was so surprised, but I actually like it better than the other X Men movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think you're the 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 thing you mentioned that that catches my ear that uh, about you know that they kept it as is is close to reality in a way that they could for yeah. the most part. I mean, towards yeah. the end, some other stuff kind of happens, but they tried to really. I, I guess because one of the things I thought that they did that was pretty smart was they used a real world event like the Cuban Missile Crisis, and they tried to yes. revolve their yeah. You know, the X-Men around that a little bit and one of their first missions and all this kind of stuff rather than just having some, you know, token like bad guy or whatever pop out and then have to deal with that, which people would. I think that makes it sort of more real for people because yep. it's like, hey, yeah, maybe even if you weren't around or whatever, but you've read about it in history books and that kind of stuff, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think they, they did. You know, the other ones, um, you know, they had different different sort of tone to the other X-Men movies than this one. Uh, yeah. Anyone, uh, what else do you guys think? Who else has seen it here? Rick, did I've you seen it? Or, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kenny. Okay. Uh, yeah, I actually, I really, like Rick, I really enjoyed this. This is probably one of my favorites behind X-Men 2. Um, I just thought it was really well done, and I know it, it, you know, some of the links didn't work with the, the other three movies, but for the most part, I think a lot of it's kind of blended together that this could be a prequel to those three movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like I like how they focused on certain characters. I wish they would have focused on more, but I know with a big ensemble cast, it's always hard to, you know, yeah. be specific, you know, show all of them. Like I loved Havoc, and I liked uh, Banshee, and you know, and but they were like secondary characters compared to Magneto and. Professor X and Mystique and and yeah, Pete. it was especially for the Professor and Magneto. It was definitely yeah. a, a, told their story real well. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. Um, but no, it was just it was well made. It was and like like you guys are saying, maybe because it was part of our history and we all know that situation, and it's kind of cool to think that this was happening unbeknownst to everyone else. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. the special effects were great. I loved when they were gathering all the kids together and. You know, them just joking around with each other. It was just really neat to see them finding other people like themselves and knowing that they're not alone. And it was just, it was fun to watch the beginning of uh, Xavier's uh, school. Yeah. One of, one of the things I really liked about it, I thought that that was kind of funny and kind of cool. And I've picked this up from reading because I'm a big fan of the comic, of the X-Men comic. And the 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 fact that I, the Professor X was kind of this, when he was younger, he he was kind of a bit of a... You know, he's a little reckless. He kind of would he's go to the bars and yeah, he go yeah, to the bars and try to pick up women, and read their minds. You know, I mean, he, he just kind of he did what you would think maybe your average person might do. He wasn't this like stiff upper crust kind of, you know, a bit of you know Patrick Stewart. Not that it was bad for Professor X because he becomes that <laughs> later on, but but he you know he has a sort of a much different, more kind of natural, real attitude. I thought you know when when it, in his younger days. When he had hair, you know, when he had hair still. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I thought that they, uh, yeah, they did a real good job. Anyone else uh, about the X-Men First Class? I really enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Um, The only, you know, the only thing with superhero movies that kind of pull me away and pull me out of the movie is 
you know, when they work through the origin stories, you know, because I'm kind of a comic guy and and I don't like I don't like I'm not I'm not a big fan of retcon. So if you're going to do a movie, I kind of like them to stick with the original origin story. And, you know, Professor X did not lose his legs because he got shot. A straight in the... bullet like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Oops, not what happened. Spoiler. Oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll put a big warning at the beginning of this show because we'll be talking about a few other things, I'm sure too. But. So you know, so, so those kind of things, they, they, it's not that it's bad, and and it worked in the movie, it worked fine. Yeah. But my brain always moves to wait a minute, that's not the way that happened, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can and the see other that. thing that was interesting was you know I I love the cameo with Wolverine in it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It might be my favorite like 10 seconds of the movie or whatever. I know. It was so <laughs> you know, That was awesome. But of course now you know, but but of course in the first in the first movie Professor Xavier had never seen Wolverine before. Yeah, right. Exactly, right. They yeah, there there's that trick of going back and uh, you know, well I you know, not to spin off, but the I keep I always think about that occasionally when I'm watching the Clone Wars cartoon and stuff that they've done in that versus what they did, you know, in the era that that's supposed to be set like before the the uh uh Revenge of the Sith movie, you know, they uh you know, they're always running into like Grievous and stuff like that and I'm like uh you know, and in of course Revenge of the Sith, they like haven't met him yet, right? You know, right. basically when Obi-Wan and and Anakin meet him up, meet up with him. So I mean, yeah, you kind of have to like go, okay, yeah, whatever. But it was a fun scene, that's for sure. In X, yeah, definitely. You know, in the scene, in the scene with the with um, with uh, Rebecca. Yes, the original that was great. Yes. Yeah, when she was awesome. changing into different versions of Mystique. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a nice little cameo, a, a cool way to do it too. You know, I thought that rather than just you know whatever she changes into that disguise for a different reason i like that that was good yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely an awesome movie yeah yeah any, I, any, anytime anytime you can pull a submarine out of the out of the ocean oh that, that, <laughs> that was such a effect. cool looking scene my goodness yeah yeah it, it, it was impressive i mean it's amazing it's just more and more amazing to me you know how what they can do in a movie now and and make it look pretty darn real you know i mean it, it's not like the old days where you would look for okay where did they splice that submarine in you know or whatever how did they do that and and uh you know you could see the mat lines and all those old style stuff but uh, yeah that was uh that was pretty incredible and it was uh i just yeah i really like the relationship between professor x and magneto i think that's my favorite part of the movie i think they they really did a good job with that that seemed to me to really be a lot like the comics where they were kind of friends and and then just kind of went down different paths because they had different ideas of how they should handle uh you know their their dealings with the world around them yeah that's one thing i was going to mention about the film i thought it was superb when i first saw that they were doing this i thought i didn't like the idea i thought it was going to be a cash-in movie but i was very surprised you know very happily surprised that it wasn't um but yes magneto was was key to this and i thought they got him spot on that they showed that he wasn't just a a black and white villain you know he's shades of gray because in the comics he's never been a totally a villain he's always had uh, an agenda but he's always he's never been evil as such uh, as you might you know generally call somebody and i thought they did that really Mm -hmm. well yeah those to me are always the most interesting you know characters in movies when they can have that 
that situation where you're, well, am I really on his side or do I like him or don't like him? I don't know, you know, and, and, and that's, that's usually good, you know, when they do stuff like that. Um, time to probably move on. Let's go on to uh, another one. I don't know how many of you guys have seen this one yet, but I, I love this movie. This is maybe my favorite of uh, the summer. <coughs> Let me see if I can find a, uh, a fairly short uh, preview to play. Let's try this one here. It may take a couple seconds to load. But yeah, this one came out, uh, I think, a little after X-Men. Okay, that one, I don't know, the volume wasn't maybe that good, but that was Super 8, the uh, kind of throwback movie that J.J. Abrams directed uh, and, and worked on, uh, you know, because he didn't want to work on Star Trek, I guess, the next movie, so he worked on this, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, okay, J.J., you know, all right, when are you going to come back and help us fans out with another Star Trek movie? But, yeah, this uh, this was set in the past, and it's basically about a bunch of kids that, that witnessed this big train accident and without giving too much away i think you can tell from the even the previews there's something inside one of these train cars that gets out and, and starts to cause some issues for this little town that it's all set in and uh i i just loved it i thought that they really captured the kind of old 80s style of of movie that was made by you know steven spielberg and 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 just this group of kids these group of actors were just fantastic and most of them i've never seen in anything before and and I think that you know they had to do a lot of emotional work. It's not just a uh, an adventure movie, you know. Even though there's a lot of that going on too, but there's a lot of other things going on between the characters, and it's just I, I just really liked it. I thought it was different. The, the other thing too that you know, since I read a lot of comics and I know a lot of these other movie properties that have done you know that they've done in movies, I I liked a lot of. The, I think the reason I really liked it so much is it was something new, something kind of different. You know, I wasn't. Oh, there's Thor. Oh, you know, or there's the X Men or whatever. And he, not that those were those were still I enjoyed in fun movies, but I know those characters and properties kind of. And and at least this was something new and different. But anyway, uh, what about you guys? Has anyone seen this? I think Kenny, you saw it at least. I remember. Yes. And uh, yes, I have seen. Yeah, it. go ahead, Kenny. What what did you think? Okay, um, I totally loved part of this movie. Um. I went into this because I saw this later. I saw this with X-Men at the same time. And I went into this thinking that this was going to be, you know, a throwback to the Goonies or, you know, one of those great 80 movies. And part of it is, and then I felt part of it wasn't. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, I totally, I love the kids. They were unbelievable. The acting was incredible. They're going to be huge superstars one day. It, that was, if the story was just about the kids doing the film and something mysterious happened... I would have totally loved it, uh-huh. every minute of it. Yeah. But when they threw the monster aspect into it, and you didn't really get to know this monster, so why did you care about it? And uh-huh. I don't know. It just, it, you know, it totally lost me there, and I was really disappointed with that whole aspect of the story. Yeah, you don't think that they gave then enough like um, like information to, for you to, to kind of feel a little maybe sorry for. This thing Nothing. or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Even some it of those flashback scenes. Kinda, yeah. 
No, it was just kind of like, you know, it was killing people. So first of all, or you assumed it was killing people, which I guess it was. Um, but it's this mean thing. And I mean, then you understand why it's doing it. And you understand you sympathize with it. But I think they resolved it too quickly. It was, it was I don't know, there was just something, you know, because initially it was two movies and they pushed it into two, into one. Uh-huh, So right. that, you know, and, and it feels like two movies. It, the first half of this movie is just incredible. Yeah. The, the, yeah, you know the music and the photography and the cinematography and everything. The acting is is so well done. Yeah, yeah. But I, then uh-huh. the second half it kind of fell apart. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah. I, I I I sort of agree a little bit with you in some of it. Although I think maybe there was stuff that I picked up and I was gonna. I, maybe I never did on the forum, but I was gonna write a couple things that I think that they did in the movie that you might have missed. You know that that kind of explained. I thought at least or explained or. You know, was able for me to to conclude a, a few things about, you know, what the creature was really doing with those, you know, the yeah. people they were collecting, and st- you know, I don't want to give too much away, but the, yeah, it's um, yeah, I, I can understand anyone else that's seen you know, it. I, Go ahead. Sorry, one more, one yeah, more thing, sure. really quick. If I want to see this again, just so I can do what you just said, so I can see more of it and see it from a different angle. Yeah. Because now that I know what it is going, because like I said, I went into it thinking it's just going to be this adventure Goonies thing. And it was so not that. It was scary at times, and there's horror. Yeah, the, yeah. There, it's it's definitely more intense than something like the Goonies. The uh, I, I was going to say something. Uh, oh yeah, the I, I'm wondering because you say that too, and I've heard it from a couple other people. I'm I'm curious when this comes out eventually on, you know, DVD and Blu-ray, if there will be any deleted scenes, you know, that they may slide back in that might help in some of those areas. Because there were times, especially like you said in the last half of the movie, that I think it felt like. There, there was a little, you know, this missing, that missing, and if they, mm-hmm. I'm wondering mm-hmm. how much more they filmed and might slide in later that might help some of that. But of course, yeah. you know, they have to, you know, edit a movie and get it out there, and hopefully have enough in the movie that people don't leave it scratching their head too much, you know, or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Did any of you other guys see this? What did uh, what anyone else? Rick, Pete, or Dan, or Rick, Rick, yeah. Rick, Rick. I, I I went to see it and uh, you know took my son and I enjoyed it. I, I looked at the movie and I came away feeling like it. They they combined Stand by Me, E. T. and Close Encounters. And maybe a little one. little Jaws thrown in too, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know a little bit of all of that. And and I agree with Kenny. I think that the part you know the storyline with the kids was definitely the anchor and, and the strong part of the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I I guess I did st- feel through the flashbacks and, you know, through the the eyes of that professor and then through the kid's eyes when that, you know, because it communicated with them telepathically, you know, you got a sense of what the, what this thing was really trying to do um, to, you know, to leave the planet and whatnot. I just kind of felt that the last... 25 minutes was just re- like really, really, really fast. Yeah. They built up so much with an hour with the kids. And then the last third of the movie, they had to throw in all the violence and all the sci-fi aspects and all of that yeah. to get sci-fi people like us to go see the movie. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have learned more about the little nodules and how he's able to, you know, make these things, you know, transform and take different shapes you know, they didn't really, you know, they didn't get into that. You know, I would have liked to have understood more about how that worked, you know, because it would have made more sense 
by tapping into the kid's imagination and his ability to make models and stuff, it would have made more sense to see that now that he's touched the kid, now he's able to finish the work. You know, that was right. like a huge leap to me. And there wasn't enough to really explain how it made, how it got from its from point A to the final point. Yeah, it was pretty tight or pretty fast, that last part, like you said, yeah. I thought. Yeah, and I think you think one of the tricks with a movie like this, one of the things that they, unlike movie, like if you put it in comparison to like E.T., where where the movie was basically about E.T. and, and you know, it you know how E.T. handled dealing with the kids that they were, you know, and all that little relationship stuff. But this, because it's sort of a, more of, in a way, a little bit of a monster movie, they're he's kind of you know they're stuck with the story and everything like that if you reveal it too soon then you know what i mean they're that's that's a bit of a problem you know they were trying to keep it very dark and in the shadows and a lot of that and only in the last part do they kind of go oh here we go and yeah i understand what you guys are saying completely and uh and it's um it's definitely a hard thing to do or pull off with something like this where you're trying to do like you said rick combining all those different elements and types of movies into one. Yeah, I, I would have appreciated maybe a little bit less wearing in the movie. You know, I mean, my son's a middle schooler. And he oh, right, yeah, yeah. They so yeah, they were pushing the, like, uh, yeah, especially since all these kids are about his age or so too, right? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he was looking at me going, dang, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I, 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 all the words, but, you know, but yeah. it's... It, it's not like it, it's like every other word had to be a swear word, and I don't know if that was more of the he 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 factor for you know middle school kids going to see the movie going ha ha you know I don't know if that's what they were going for, but I mean I guess they're trying to go for realism, but I think it was more it was almost hyper realism because people I mean most people don't swear that much. Yeah, and, that's a tricky people, one. Yeah, there there's uh yeah there's. I, I don't know all the reasons behind doing what they do and, and writing those, you know, those characters like that. I didn't find that it was, I guess, maybe as much as you guys felt. I don't know. I did, I'd did. i have to see it again to really, I mean, there was definitely one of the kids especially that was more than the rest. But uh, but anyway, yeah, it's. Uh, I still think it's a fun movie. I liked it, and uh, I, I'm, I'll be interested to see what they do on the DVD. You know, maybe there will be some more stuff in there that will help uh, help explain some of that, so. Anyone else? Did you guys? Any of the other guys see this? Dan or Meds or Rick Moyer? I have. I haven't got to see it yet. I'm not I'm yet. Waiting. Okay. I would like to though. Yeah, might. Well, I'll be interested to see what people think by watching it on like a, on DVD at home. Maybe that'll give you a different uh, different feel for it. Let's uh, let's go on. I, I'll I'll play a movie, Rick. I know that you've seen though. Here we go. I think. Load. I hope it's rated now. This film is not yet rated. <laughs> I was understood. Do you understand anything about that, Kenny? Why does it take so long to rate a movie? How come like it'll be like two weeks before a movie is going to come out, and it's like this film has not yet been rated? Really? Really? It's all about it's all about the editing, really. Is it though? But I mean, are they editing it like the last three weeks before it comes out to the theaters? 
They can be yeah. at times. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know very much about the rating system. I'm yeah. Sure it's, a, it's a group of uh, uh, parents that do it. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. It's part of a group of. They're the. It was the MPAA or. Yeah. It yeah. just always seems funny to me sometimes, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's even the actual trailers that they create maybe are a little behind their editing of the trailer. Like maybe it has been rated, you know, but they're still showing these, these previews yeah. on like uh, online. They're still, they're still showing them on TV. So it's like, oh, yeah, it really did get rated, but we haven't changed our, our edit or edited our uh, movie trailer yet to reflect that. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. that was. I know the ratings, I mean, the ratings, I mean, they get rated multiple times yeah. before the final release. So they'll, they'll get a rating and they don't like it. You know, it's like they'll get an R rating, and then they have to go back and edit to get rid of the things that pushed it right. to the R rating. Yeah. So they want to get it back down to PG-13, or they want to get it back down to PG. So it'll go through an editing revision if the rating they get they don't want because they're trying to shoot for a certain audience. So then it goes back and gets rated again um, after an edit. So I know that some movies, it could be... You may not know what the rating is for, until two weeks before it's released. Yeah, there's a couple of classic ones that they have done that, you know, that's that they've had to do and change things a lot, you know, over and over to get it the rating they wanted. But anyway, that was uh, that was one of the, the uh, short trailers to Green Lantern. Mr. Moyer, I know you saw this one. I did. And you said, and, it's not as bad as everyone says it okay, is. <laughs> so, yeah, so so they come out with Green Lantern, and I'm all excited because I've watched the previews. You yeah, he's know. Green Lantern. Come on, he's got a cool little green <laughs> ring, and he can, like, fly in space. I mean, yeah, how could... and, and I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden, all the critics, everybody pans this movie as a piece of junk. Right. And I'm like, oh. So I actually I just said, well, I'm not going to go see it then because I'm not wasting the money on it. I'll Especially when everyone's kind of saying that, you know. Yeah, it was like everybody was. And I was like, oh, no. So then um, my son for Father's Day said, Dad, I'll take you to the movies. And I said, okay. Uh, but we were busy that weekend. So we waited for a couple weekends later. And, and we were going to go see Super 8. We were on our way to the theater. And then my wife called and said, well, we're going to meet you at the theater. So I said, well, let's go see Green Lantern. Because my daughter really thinks that the guy that plays Green Lantern is cute. Oh, that's a good reason. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, that's a good reason. Amy so saw Thor. Figured, Amy saw Thor. So, that's right. And then, and then Catherine you know, sees Green Lantern. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. But well, how come if I want to go see like a well never mind. I don't even go there. Okay, so <laughs> we get to the movie theater and it starts off and it was killer. I thought the okay, it was awesome. The music was great, the special effects rocked. Okay, yeah. Granted, there was a couple of lines that were really stupid. And and actually had me laughing out loud to the point, not because it was supposed to be funny, but because it was just so stupid. But uh, for the like most the one part, in the uh, when they're getting ready to go fly the jets at the beginning, where he says, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, let's now let's get these pants off and go fly some jets." You yeah, know? it's like and, really what? Yeah, it's like <laughs> what am I twelve? Okay, yeah. whatever. But I think, but I think when I when I relaxed and just thought, you know, this is a superhero movie. It's like watching Super Friends. You know, just relax a little bit here. Then it was actually really enjoyable, and I liked all the stuff. I liked the cool alien guy, uh, the the uh-huh. uh, guy that passed his ring on. I thought that was a cool ship in the water there, and and uh, I liked the home planet. The Green Lantern planet was just amazing, and loved all the fighting stuff. Oh, a little bit and, about that and, guy that plays the the purple alien that you know Hal gets his ring from. You yeah, know, you know what actor is under all that makeup? No, who is that? I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it's. Um, Django Fett. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I would have never you know, known that. Yeah, it's. I think his name is like Timero Morrison. Do you know, Kenny, that, how you say his name? Something like that. Oh, uh, I don't. Yeah. yeah but I, but I, anyway, I'm pretty that. sure that's that's him under all that makeup, yeah. And you, well, if you w- hear him speak a little, you'll recognize his voice. If you, He doesn't have a lot of lines in the movie, but... Uh, I also thought the villain in the movie, they did a really good job on making him kind of creepy. And, I mean, the... Uh, the big-headed the, the, guy, you mean? The big-headed? Yeah, yeah. The doctor guy was yeah. really kind of cool looking. But the uh, the entity behind him, um, whatever, I can't remember the name of him now, but uh, they the really cloud did of- a- Stuff, oh my god! Mean, yeah. Was that such an amazing special effect, or what? Yeah, yeah. You know, making him come to life and everything. So I was, we you know, we walked out of the theater. I looked at Andrew and I said, "Well, that wasn't as bad as everybody said." <laughs> and he goes, "No, it wasn't so bad." And I'm like, "So okay, well, I guess that's why I learned." I know you've said that many times on the program. Don't trust the critics; just go see it. Well, and make you know what decision. it is. You know, yeah, exactly. But it, you know what I've noticed is it's it, it's it's these two extremes that you get sometimes. You get. You get the one extreme where everyone, you know, critics and even some people, even people who have not seen the movie that are just saying, oh, it was terrible. It's no good. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. And and everything you're hearing is that way. And I'm like, I always say to myself, there's no way it's they spent this much money and got these kind of talented people that it's as bad as all that. It may not be the greatest one or maybe not as good as some of the other things I've seen this summer or whenever, but it can't be as bad as all that. And then the other end of it is the same you know, other thing of, oh, this is the greatest movie ever. You've got to see it, da 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 da. And then if you've right. got that going for it, and then you finally see that movie, chances are you're going to go, eh, it was okay, but you know, it's like so. Those those two ends of the spectrum, you know, always worry yeah. me a little bit. I don't know. Sometimes I think there's even a little bit of a conspiracy when I keep hearing people, you know, completely ripping apart a movie. I'm like, really? You know, like, you know, first I want to know, like, okay, how many of you have actually seen it that are ripping it apart? You know, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're judging it based on what other people have said or you've seen in a one-minute trailer, you know, or whatever. But I did. I finally saw it, and I, I, I feel pretty much the same way you did. I don't think I liked it as much as you. I'm not a big Green Lantern fan, but I thought it was okay. I didn't think there was anything terrible about it at all. I yeah. think he's a tricky character to do. I, I was talking to a, another comic book fan person uh, a couple weeks ago about it but you know green lantern's kind of like superman and you know green lantern can create anything out of his mind and there's a lot of stuff out in space and a lot of things and i think it's it, it's 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 sort of very hard to bring that down kind of down to earth so to speak i think yeah. he, i think he's just a tricky character to pull off and uh and i think that's a hard you know he's not he's not an easy guy to do batman's real you know he's he's messed up. I mean he's a messed up character. So <laughs> you know he he's great to to write and do if you do it right. You can mess it up too. But 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 you know he's you know Hal Jordan and, and the Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps and all that. It, it, it's a very big 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 huge concept you know to handle and do. And I think that's I think they did a good job though. I I, I thought it was fun. It wasn't you know again maybe the greatest, but it certainly <laughs> wasn't as bad. Well, I mean, bless you. It, it, it wasn't on the level of like X Men, but it was definitely uh, it was a fun movie and and 
I don't know. For me, you know, watching the Green Lantern, I never read the. Well, I had a few of the comic books, but mostly I just watched like Super Friends or when like the latest movies have come out, the the animated movies. I've watched those. Yeah, and they've been pretty cool. I just like I'm kind of fascinated by the character. But for that kind of a movie, it was worth the admission, and I enjoyed. I mean, it wasn't a waste of my time. So right. Yeah, I enjoyed it. What about anyone else? I I can't recall if any of the other guys have seen Green Lantern. Did anyone else? Oh. No, I want to, but yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I saw it. I thought I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't think the again. I didn't think the writing was stellar, but the no. effects were amazing. Oa was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, and I thought that I, I did think that Ryan, you know, he tried to interject humor as well as you know when it was time to get serious, he got serious. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, how many times can you watch the girlfriend inspire the superhero to greatness? I mean, yeah, a little. Right. Yeah, that was. Yeah. And that's and that's not really how it works with Green Lantern. So, of course, I mean, there have been so many lanterns. Yeah. You know, it's like, which Green Lantern do you like? There have been so many of them. Um, yeah. The girl in the movie, I was I was I thought was a really big weak link. I didn't like her very much at all. I, I, I just I, she, I think they had her yeah. for eye candy, but she wasn't the greatest <laughs> actress. Even even that. I don't know. I mean, but still, yeah, she was she was <laughs> she was weak. I just thought her she was just not a Blake Lively is her name. I think she does some TV shows. I don't know. I just thought she was anytime she was in a scene with with Ryan Reynolds. He just like chewed her up and spit her out. I mean, I don't know. She just seems so weak as an actress compared to him. You know, I I did. I guess I just had a problem with that, especially. That was probably to me when he was just out there doing his Green Lantern thing. I was pretty okay with it. But any any time you got the two of them together, it was just. Let's just say it, it it was no Lois Lane Clark Kent thing. I didn't think at all. I didn't. Oh, no. You know, she wasn't even she wasn't even a good pilot either. No, not really. <laughs> well. Yeah, she's uh yeah. So um but uh yeah, it was it had some funny fun stuff. I I've already heard they were talking about doing another one even though I guess it you know, it, it hasn't made a huge amount of money, but uh you know, it's 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 made some. I don't know if it's it's doing it's probably not doing as well as they had hoped. I mean, I just think it was a rough a rough year for if you're if you're at all a weak link in a movie or in the movie cycle for the summer, look out, you know, especially if you're a big huge budget movie like that. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela from the Anomaly Podcast. And you're listening to Treks and Sci Fi. going to be hard they slide that movie in between you know a couple other big monster movies like uh like here we go let's play another uh let's play another little tv spot here on my ipad of uh another movie that came out not too long ago only a couple of weeks ago uh the volume on this is really low pick the wrong one It's giant robots fighting. Guess what that is? <laughs> it's giant Terminator? robots fighting with uh, some cool cars and some girl, a new girl. Transformers. It's not uh, actually called Transformers 3. It's just Transformers Dark of the Moon. And I, I liked it. I, I You know, it was uh, exactly what I would expect it would be. But, uh, but you know, 
sometimes that's okay when you go to the movies. You get what you expect. Um, what do you guys think? Who's seen this one? Uh oh! <laughs> Is it really? No, so, come on! Somebody has seen it besides me. Well, yeah, I mean, I saw it. I liked you saw it, Rick. Right. Um, I liked it. I the the thing I liked about it was and this is going to sound weird, but I like when things get damaged. I want to see them stay Same. damaged. <laughs> you know, like I like that Optimus did not like have a new arm at the end of the movie. I mean, you know, th- at least all of those scenes as over as over the top they were. You know, damage was real, and people got you know robots got hurt, and robots got destroyed. You know, I didn't like the whole. I really didn't like the whole thing last time where Megatron came back to life. You know, if you kill the dude, you kill the dude. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, yeah. But that's a comic book thing. I mean, people come back from the dead all the time in comics. So I kind of liked that part. I didn't like the new girl. Um, I know Megan Fox wasn't a great actress. This girl, I don't think she was that much better. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I, I I thought she was this one. I I thought from an acting standpoint, I thought well, it's it's kind of comparing two, you know, that I don't think are the greatest to begin with. But I don't know. I thought she was okay. I thought she might have even been a little bit better than Megan. I mean, they tried to definitely use her in the movie. That in this movie, I thought more. She has a couple of things towards the you know one couple of parts of the movie where she has to do something that's kind of important, I guess. Yeah. So. You know, rather than just running around and screaming and going, Sam, Sam, wake up, Sam. Don't die, Sam. Oh, my gosh. Where am I ever going to find a short little boyfriend like you again? You know, so, uh, you know, I I just think the funny part, one of the funny things I thought about the movie was when his mom, Sam's mom, is there again. These parents always turn up in these movies. These poor people, it seems like the only acting jobs that the two of them get. But, uh, you know, but they turn up and the, the mom, yeah. Well, the mom says something like, you lose the one hot girlfriend and you're going to lose this one too. What's You're never going to get another chance. You're not really that, you know, whatever. So I, I just thought that was kind of funny that they sort of referenced that a little bit. But, uh, yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I like, I like yeah. the Section 7 guy more than anybody else. The which guy? I'm sorry. The I'm sec- sorry. 7 guy. The 7. You know, the Section 7, the, the agent guy? Oh, oh right, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I like him. I just, I just think he's, he's. I just think he's funny. I, I like him more than all the other characters, really. Yeah, he. Other, well, he definitely has. Them. Yeah, they they gotta pull him in each time because he he's he's kind of that. He's like the you know the Doc Brown you know from Back to the Future character. You know, he's the crazy crazy guy a little bit. I like the part where he's doing his little uh, promo for his his book or something in the movie. Right, he's doing that little yeah. commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and Nimoy was good, and I, I I loved the little Star Trek throwbacks and the the needs of the many. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And I was, you know, I think I was like one of two people in the the theater was packed, and I think I was one of two people who actually chuckled in the theater when he said that. That didn't. The like, other ones didn't. Yeah, nobody here is a Star Trek fan. Give me a break. Well, they had a few <laughs> references to Trek in this. You know, there was a couple of other times even too, right? Isn't, yeah, isn't there some time where they turn on a, the TV and there's a, a Trek episode on? I thought or something like that, or they're talking about it. Yeah, I, towards the beginning of the movie. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they 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 threw in some references there, but uh, yeah, it's you know giant robots making a whole bunch of money. You know, so it's uh, it was funny. I was talking to um, 
I was talking to my brother-in-law a couple of weeks ago, and he works for General Motors. And actually, he was he was sort of since they use a lot of General Motors vehicles in these Transformers movies. He was telling me that uh, they were actually uh, they were trying to work on some kind of promotions and things like that. And he was just telling me how difficult it was to work with the studio on some of the stuff they were trying to do and coordinate with this. And eventually, he said they just got so tired of it all. They they were going to do a lot more things, but they just dropped it all. At, at one point, and I, I, you know, I don't know all the details, but the, but it, I just thought it was interesting about, you know, how much he said that it was just impossible. Because one of the things he said it had to do with the premiere, and they kept changing the location of the uh, premiere for this, the worldwide premiere, I mean. And I think it, he said it eventually ended up in, in, in Russia, in like Moscow or something like that. And I said, yeah, I can understand that because there's sort of this connection, you know, there's this Russian connection in the movie. And uh, and he said, yeah, but then they were going to put some cars at the premiere and all this other, and then it was going to be, you know, New York and L.A. and London, and it went through all these different cities. And, in, in, you know, it was like we were talking about earlier about the, deciding things at the last minute, you know, like, like ratings for the movie. And then he said it was just impossible to keep up, and there was no way to coordinate, you know, doing what they wanted to do. So uh, it, it's just, yeah. Yeah, they probably don't need the extra promotion, but uh, I thought that was interesting to hear about, you know, how how tricky it is to work with some of these big studios, I'm sure. And, and Kenny, you probably hear about that stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of stories. Yeah, way, way too many. Michael Bay, I know, sure must be. He's He's got to be the easiest guy in the world to work with, right? So. Oh, I hope you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. That was sarcasm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah, because, I mean... I had dinner with uh, a stunt woman uh, a few weeks ago. Her name's America Young, and she was on Transformers Three, and she was telling me these horrific stories. I mean, just incredible. It's it's to me, it's incredible that he can get away with what he does, and that they actually make that movie without anyone. Well, people did die on this movie, but you know, multiple yeah, people. Yeah, unfortunately, that's dying that's, on this movie. It's crazy. Yeah, and I don't know either, Kenny. I, I would have thought, you know, I, I've worked in a lot of different industries and or. Or in a lot of, let's just say, in industrial settings where, you know, you can't sometimes do boo without getting everything cross-checked and referenced and okayed by, you know, safety and health and all kinds yeah. of... So, I, yeah, I, I'm shocked sometimes the stories that I hear, too, that, that they don't... That, you know, there is, it's almost like this guy's a wild man out there or something and just yeah. does whatever he feels like and, I, you know... So, uh, and then, you know, I think the, you know, one of the things is, you know, somebody, you know, you hear these things about, well, you know, if you won't do it, I'll just hire somebody else who will do it, you know, type of thing. And, you know, so. <laughs> well, that's, that's why Megan Fox uh, was replaced because she spoke out about him yeah. after the second one. Comparing yeah, exactly. him to, so, you know, she, she turned around and says, it's like working with Hitler. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. And, she, and um, actually, Spielberg, who's actor, and I think that's pretty yeah. slack of him for doing that. I have to one. admire, think, uh, you know, for her to, you know, to speak out and say that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. fair play to her. I think, yeah. I think, uh, massive kudos to her, and I think Definitely. more people should speak out. But as I said, I mean, if it is the fact that, I mean, Michael Bay is no- notorious, notorious for his lack of you know caring for the people who work for him yeah and get up there on the top of that building and jump off we, don't i yeah, need a wire you know, or something no I mean, we'll catch you we'll catch you don't worry we'll catch you well, yeah but you think about it, what what's worrying about this kind of attitude that he has is that you know i think we all remember the, the tragic um death on the twilight zone yes film. exactly and i mean yeah. and that was literally just a, it was a pure accident there was a problem with the cabling and you know john landis went through hell and you couldn't get a, a nicer bloke than john landis yet 
you've got these accidents, and, and as Kenny turned around, these tragic deaths that have gone on with Michael Bay, yet nothing seems to happen with him. You know, yeah. Yeah, the news of the world must have, should have got his lawyer, frankly, you know, <laughs> for, for, for this kind of thing. I, I think it's despicable the way he's got away with it. And if I'm honest, that's the reason why I haven't seen Transformers 3. I, yeah. I'm not going to put money in his... Okay, you know, I mean, it could be a good film and all that. Frankly, I didn't like the first one. Um, I, I thought it was terrible, but I'm a cartoon Transformers fan. You know, I, I would like to see Optimus Prime looking like the cartoon and like the toy. The toy works pretty good, and I see why they couldn't have done it in the film. But frankly, I, I, I won't pay money to, for him. You know, I don't like 3 don't agree with 3D. I won't pay money for a 3D film. I don't agree with Michael Bay's work ethic, so I ain't going to pay money to see him. Yeah, he's he's definitely got. I think a lot of it has to do with the money aspect. I mean, you you know, unfortunately, not just that and him, but you know, you hear about a lot of things in the news, and it always it always without getting into that kind of junk because I don't like it, of course. But it seems like money can pretty much get you out of anything, you know, and yeah. solve anything. Unfortunately, and that's uh, you know, that's too bad that there isn't a sort of a different standard or a higher standard that doesn't you know. Yeah, how much do you need to pay to what to get out of this, you know, or whatever. So, mm. but yeah, anyway, yeah. Well, did you guys did you guys hear how Nimoy got to be in the show? Not exactly. I heard that somebody he had some kind of mutual acquaintance or something, or somebody contacted him. I don't know. What did you hear, Rick? Well, Mike Michael Bay's cousin is married to Leonard Nimoy. Ah, is that what it was? Yeah, that's what I, yeah, something like that. There was some connection, like Kevin Bacon, you know, seven degrees of, yeah, between, and then that. So, then, so yeah. at, at they, at, they were all at Thanksgiving, and so Michael Bay's mom told him, go ask him if he'll be in your movie. <laughs> yeah. And so he asked him at Thanksgiving, and that's how it happened. But the Star Trek references were because of the writer. The writer of that of that movie is a big Trek fan. Ah, yeah, well, that would so make that's sense. How the references yeah. got in there. Um, there was one reference in there that I didn't realize, um, where there's one where, well, there, there one one was when um, Bumblebee was talking to Sam and says, you know, oh, I have been always going to be your friend. So that was another one. Yes, I remember that right. Yeah. But then another one was, you know, the Autobot, the the, the engineer Autobot guy. He had a Scottish accent. Yes. On yes. purpose. Right, right. I so, recognize that, too. Yeah, they, they definitely slid some Trek stuff in. Hey, let's go on to uh, one more that uh, I think this is, uh, hopefully, a few of you have seen this because it just came out just a couple of days ago. And my volume is not good. Ah, what did I do? The iPad's crashing. Wait a second. <laughs> Uh, That's not good when your iPad crashes. No, the problem was, as they say, talk amongst yourselves. And I I just, (laughs) I I was on the YouTube app and I had it all queued up and I tapped something when I lifted it up here to the microphone. I do that sometimes. So we'll get it back. So how's the weather over there in the UK? Is it as hot as it is over here? Wet, miserable, wet, wet. <laughs> really wet. You guys have been getting some rain now. We had oh. the, uh, some sun, lovely sunshine for the last few days, and then suddenly, like it does over here, it's like autumn again. It's like 
Uh, overcast yeah, gray and wet. we have the same thing going on here in Aberdeen, Washington. So uh, we had four uh, four hours of sun today. That was about it. Nice. And, and it's been <laughs> Dan. I don't know if it's the same for you up there, mate. But uh, here, it's it's literally like someone standing outside with the most powerful garden hose and spraying it against the window. It's it's ridiculous. I'm, wow, yeah. it has been. Yes, <laughs> it has yeah. been like that. Come that to England. Doesn't... It's sunny. <laughs> Once a year. <laughs> In Scotland. All right, here we go. I think I got it. Still not yet rated. My goodness. <laughs> uh, Harry this Potter. Still not rated. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part Two. Kenny, have you seen this movie, Kenny? Oh, have you yeah. Seen this? You have to. You have to ask. Yes. No. Yes, I saw it. I saw the opening night. Um, did not do a midnight screening. Had a really bad experience. It, there were people in line 24 hours in advance out here in L.A. in all the theaters for <laughs> for the midnight showing. And I just couldn't commit that much time to it, so I went the ne- I went Friday, the day it opened, at, at like eight thirty at night. And yeah, those was, people was, that do that, Kenny, have no lives. I think. I mean, I, I mean, the, what oh, you know, it's just. Oh yeah, they must not work. They must yeah. not. I would have loved to have done it, yeah. but I just couldn't commit that much time to that. Even though the next day you can walk right in and see it, basically. Yes. But yeah. 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 Um, but yes, I did see it. I. Totally loved it, of course. I mean, probably one of the biggest Harry Potter fans on the forums. Um, oh, just say the biggest. I think you can say the biggest. <laughs> yeah. I think you can say the biggest. I did tattoo myself with it. So yes. That's kind of permanent. Uh, yeah, I, it, I thought this movie was extremely well done for the movies. It was a nice ending for the movies. Uh, it was, you know, they changed quite a bit from the book. I understand why they did it, and I'm not a book purist. I love the novels. Nothing will ever take the place of the novels. But the movies are great. The movies are a fun adaptation from the books. Yeah. So I, I see them as two separate things, and I think this movie ended the movie series perfectly. Um, I mean, I can go on and on and on. I don't know if other people have seen it and want to talk, but, I mean, you know, the acting was superb. I mean, part one... The three main actors, uh, Rupert, Dan, and Emma, really shined, and they continued to shine for the second part. Uh, I loved, I loved the battle between Molly and Bellatrix. Uh, you know, that was one of my favorite parts of the book, and I'm so glad it made it in the movie. Into the movie, right? I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm. You know, I don't. Oh, you're gonna put a spoiler warning up, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I would just keep it fairly tame i mean we don't want to give uh, too much away but i mean i will put a warning up before at the beginning of the whole show yeah so if you know yeah well i mean I don't, too much. I, don't say, I don't want to go into detail then because yeah. there's certain aspects of the movie that they changed from the book that i actually enjoyed mm-hmm. very little but there were ones in there that there were certain aspects that, that i actually thought improved the story, at least it's, it improved the story for the movie telling because they couldn't go as in depth and, you know, yeah, um, the, yeah, I, I know what you mean without, I know you're, it's, it's tricky to talk and say that stuff without saying <laughs> specifics and you're, you're doing a good yeah. job, but it's, okay. uh, but I know exactly yeah, what it, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the two stand up performances was McGonagall 
and she's one of my favorite characters, and I love Maggie Smith, and I think she finally got some, you know, even though it was short, and she's only in a few scenes, uh-huh. she had some great great lines and great scenes, and then, of course, Snape with Alan Rickman. Um, you know, again, he has some scenes in here, but he shines, you know, and I just bawled like a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he was... He was he five was, minutes of this movie, yeah. I was just gone, yeah. Yeah, I think the... Uh... Well, yeah, we saw it just yesterday, and I I loved it. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan. I read all the books. I read all the books before before I saw any of the films. Well, not you know as they came. Let's just say because mm-hmm. she was kind of at at one point uh, you know rolling the books out only a few years before the movie would come out. But yeah, I, so I've read this before I saw either part one or part two, and it's uh, yeah I I I agree with everything you're saying. It's it. There were differences. I was asking Lynn as we were leaving the theater yesterday because it's been a few years since I've read the book. I didn't reread it again recently, mm. and I, I kind of pulled it out. I think I want to read it again now. But, but you know, yeah, there are definitely a few little things that the you know some stuff at the end that's that's different. That kind of like go, oh, oh, I kind of was that doesn't seem quite the same way as it was you know in the yeah. book. But it's nothing like you said. I think they did a good job of. Some of that stuff I think they need to do for a, a visual movie presentation where you can't put down what people are thinking and yes. what, what's going on with them, you know, emotionally yeah. and, and, and the information that they have. It's very – it's a hard thing to pull off, and uh, they've done pretty good a pretty good job of it, I think. And it wasn't anything drastic, but still, you know, there's the – the end reasons why why certain things happen and why certain things take place are still all there. They just kind of put in a little bit of other kind of aspects to it, I guess. And but yeah, it was. Uh, I was really. I, I'm just so impressed by the three main lead character. You know, the lead actors, mm-hmm. uh, and, and especially. I, I guess I noticed it a lot. I think in part one, but in this one too, of just how really great they are. You know, as actors now. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I really hope. And, and 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 really hope that they and I think it will be okay, but I really hope that they don't that they can go on and do some great stuff because especially Daniel Radcliffe I thought was was just yeah he, he has a really really hard part I mean you know not oh, yeah. just you know he's playing obviously the lead and Harry Potter and all that but it it's it's a tricky you know character to pull off you know from reading the books and from what you've got to show on screen, you can't be, I don't know. I just think he's dead on for what, what mm-hmm. I, you know, from the books. And, and I just think he does a great job in this movie too. Uh, it j- just little stuff, you know, there's a lot of, there's quite a bit in this movie. Well, not quite a bit, but a, a good portion in the beginning that's kind of quiet. And they, you know, I, I was really noticing in the movie how they would spend some time with just some of these quiet moments and they would just show him there kind of thinking a little bit. And it's not like it's 10 minutes, you know, it's, it, it, yeah. the movie moves fast, but, uh, but just a few little seconds like that to me and that's partly the director partly the actor and all that combination of things but i just that stuff and i i noticed it a lot in part one and i and the same thing that stuff really to me makes the movie what it is you know makes it even more intense and emotional and all that so yeah i i thought mm-hmm. it was great i just uh it, it is sad that it's the last one the last movie I guess, yeah but, it's over but um but yeah it was a uh, it was bloody fantastic so <laughs> It uh, it was good, yeah. And Snape was great. I actually wish we had seen, uh, you know, he he's he definitely has it. You know, he's 
again, not giving anything away, but I mean, he's got some definite key moments and I, I found, I found myself wanting to see him more, you know, really in, mm-hmm. in the movie. And, uh, I mean, he's in there, you know, and there's in, in definitely critical, important stuff, but just that little bit, it's like you said, Kenny, with, uh, just the, you know, part you see, I mean, these guys are just great. I mean, they, yeah. and a lot of it, yeah. you know, probably is just, you know, they've worked on these like now eight movies together and I, they've got these characters and, and everything down pat, you know, and, and they, they, oh, yeah. they know exactly ten, what to do. Yeah. Yeah. T- 10 years of their lives together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know? uh, it was, it was, uh, it was good. I was actually thinking it was going to be a little longer than it was. Were you, did you feel that it was that, I mean, I know obviously it moved fast, but did you, did you feel because it's like, is this probably like the shortest of all of the movies? It is the short. Yeah, it's yeah. only two hours long. I knew that going into it that it was the shortest because I had read. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I thought I thought it was. Yeah, it just I got out and it's like, oh gosh, it's only that time. You know, these movies are usually like two and a half hours, two hours and forty minutes, whatever. And yeah. Well, well you gotta remember, it, it is the second half of the movie, and it feels like a second half. You can't go into this movie not seeing part one. Right. You know, it. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching them back to back to make it like a five and a half hour movie because that's what it is. Yeah, and I think they broke it at the right point. I mean, they could have. Oh yeah. Like, you know, yeah. if they would have broke it to get the movies more, I guess, equivalent for length, I, I don't think it would have been the right spot. You know, it was a, that was obviously a hard thing for them to come up with. Okay, where do we split it from part one and part two? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but I think they did. They, you know, they picked a good spot for that, but then that left them. It, you know, a little bit tricky on, okay, now we've got this kind of amount of material to do for the second part. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was, uh, ha- so what's the plans for the rest of you guys? To, or did, Rick, did you saw it too, right? Rick Pete? Yeah, I actually, I have to admit, I saw it twice already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm tempted. I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to admit it here on the podcast, but I'm tempted. I only saw it in 2d and I'm tempted to actually go back and see it in 3d just because I wow. want to, I want to be able to know for sure for a change. Is it really that different, or is it that you know worth that extra few dollars or whatever? So it, yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can tell you at least from my perspective. I went to go see it in IMAX yeah. 3D on Friday, and it's not the movie's not made in 3D. Right, it wasn't filmed so that way. Right, it's filmed that way. So there is it really isn't. 3D specific imagery in the movie, but the difference for me was really the IMAX format. Oh, okay. Because a lot of this stuff happens at night, and yeah, it's kind of dark and everything, right? It's dark, but on IMAX, it's so clear you can see everything, even in the nighttime scenes and all that. Then, so on Saturday yesterday, I went to go see it in 2D. But it was just a matter that the screen was just a lot smaller. Right. So those, those nighttime scenes just weren't as clear to me. Uh-huh. So I think you miss some detail that you don't miss on the big, big screen. But I don't but it's, I don't think it's 3D. I think it's just the fact that it's IMAX and, you know, so you got... So you think if you were seeing it like in a normal size theater in 3D versus 2D, you don't think the 3D maybe would be that, add that much to the experience of it? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. So the did um, well, how was the IMAX experience as far as I mean, was the crowd into it? Was it pretty busy and all that? Was it was it a packed house? Oh my gosh, we we went to see the seven forty showing on Friday night. Now this IMAX theater is huge. 
I don't know how many people sit in it, but it's it's humongous. And every seat was full. It was sold out. And, you know, Harry Potter fans, you have to deal with girls. <laughs> and so as soon as Harry showed up, Oh, Harry. Showed up. Girls are screaming. <laughs> you know, my wife's like, really? We're in a movie theater? Shut up. He's kind of short. He's got glasses. <laughs> really? What's the deal? Yeah, you know, so it took, I would say, the first five minutes of the movie was finally the girls shutting up and watching the movie. Um, I thought they just went the crazy like that for those Twilight guys, those Twilight yeah, movies. Yeah, exactly. So, no, the audience was really into it. And I got to say, you know, without the spoilers, you know, the scene between Molly and Bellatrix, oh, my. <laughs> you know, including myself, went nuts on that scene. Yeah. Went nuts yeah. with the fight with, with Voldemort. Went nuts. When, when in preparation for the big battle and when McGonagall called down. Oh, Yeah. Oh my God! I mean, the guards and everything, yeah, to help protect Hogwarts, yeah. yeah. Yeah, people were just going nuts, but luckily they didn't go nuts for a long time, so that we could still hear what was going on. Yeah, but yeah, but. people were into it, and then when I went on Saturday night at the six forty-five showing, the theater was packed. I mean, I was reading, I was reading yesterday online, Harry Potter, the midnight showing, made. Forty-nine million dollars just in the U.S. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, I just you know I just read it, it. It bumped Dark Knight from the top spot. It's made one hundred and sixty-eight point five million in three days. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's it, going to be, and, and it's already made something like one hundred and fifty-three million worldwide outside the U.S. Yeah. So this is going to be the largest grossing movie ever. You know, it, it, it's going to be huge. Yeah, and the movie is good. I mean, the movie really is good. The pacing is good. It doesn't let up. Um, the, you know, the acting, like, like Kenny was saying, was phenomenal. Um, and, and everybody, all the really good characters, even secondary characters, got their time. Ivana got her time. I mean, everybody got their time. You know, yeah, right. They kind of, they kind of, yeah. I noticed that too. There was a, you know, they each kind of had a little moment or whatever, almost. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was a fitting conclusion. But I gotta say, I, I'm, you know, out here, there's a town about 45 minutes from where I live called Oak Park, and every time a book release happened, this city converts its main road. And all the all the businesses and churches, everybody converts their it looks like Diagon Alley. Wow. Every time a book came out. And I mean, they had Quidditch matches, they had Muggle Nets or Podcasts would come and do a live podcast while they were, you know, during that week. Um, there's a borders there and you can go in and get your number. So you didn't have to stay in line. You can go in and get involved in all the activities and then Come get your book at midnight, you know, in the order in which your your tickets were were, were given out. Yeah. Um, but you know, at my at there's a there's an Episcopal church on that street, and for when book seven came out, the priest there dressed up as McGonagall. I dressed up as Snape. I was another person who dressed up as Flit as the short. I forget his name is Flitwick, whatever. Um, and we had a sorting hat. 
that had a, a little like speaker in the top <laughs> of it. And we had other helpers who were um, in the church. We had lined the whole top part of the congregation, all the pews way above it, put piano wire and lined up with electric candles. So in the dark, you couldn't tell, you couldn't see the piano wire. So it really looked like... They were floating. They were floating. Yeah. And we had long lines. We must have sorted about 800 people into houses that night. And That's great. Yeah. So the people would interview the kids as they were coming up and adults on what house they want to be in. Well, they were might. And we had a guy in the back room who could hear what they wanted. And then when we put the sorting hat on them, he would, you know, hmm, interesting. Yeah, know. <laughs> and then he would, you know, he would pick, most times he picked the house they wanted to be in, but sometimes he picked a different house. But it was, it, 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 it was always a, a really awesome experience. Yeah. So I really yeah. miss not being able to be involved in that. Yeah, I was going to say the, yeah, one of the things I think I missed miss more almost than the movies are the books in a way, just because. Oh, yeah. You know the the movies are great. I love them and all that, but they they're over in, in you know two three hours when you go to see them. I mean, you can watch them again, but at least when you you know when we had a new book and it's been you know like four years I think since the last book came out, that I would I would be able to spend you know a, a period of time reading it. It would last longer in a way. So you'd be like turning the pages and like okay, what's going to happen next and all that. So I kind of since I'm you know I I I like to read a lot then then that is almost I'm almost more sad that that's done you know I, I'm like okay how much how much money JK you know how much from publishing whatever whoever the publisher I mean come on how much money do you want to, to write another one please write another one please you know or something do the prequels do the f- future ones whatever I don't care everywhere in between whatever but uh, yeah so I'm gonna kind of miss miss the books almost more than maybe the movies but the movies you know are are great too so uh it's, we're just gonna have, just gonna have to hope that Pottermore is gonna be everything that we think it is. I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's uh, it's not the same thing, obviously, as a book or a movie. But it's you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And his, uh, uh, you guys are going in the UK soon, I think. Or Meds, you said something like next week or something like that. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, uh, we decided to go and see it at our local independent. Um, oh, cinema. that's right. Our, yeah, you, uh, right. Yeah, but he doesn't come out there until August um, because they have. Uh, I think you might like this figure. They don't have digital. They have the old um, <laughs> proper. Wow, they've uh, actually yeah. got to have a projector and, and yeah, it's like a projector. A, a yeah, it's funny because yeah. when, when you sit in there, you can hear oh, the, the noise of it. It's like some people might get annoyed by that, but I love it. I absolutely love it. It's like it's proper old style cinema. They are they are going to digital in about uh, about six seven months time, I think, because so yeah. they can get more films a little bit closer to right. The I never even state. think about that anymore. About you know these people and when they make the movies and put them out there there's probably like to make an actual film print version of it it yeah. maybe you know does is not as is easy you know to get those as it is you know used to be it's kind of yeah. like uh you know it's it's just not available it no, it's, been... really, it's really quite sweet because you know that there's a you know there's not many people who are, who are, are taught to be a proper projectionist, you know, and it is a lot of skill to keep the filming focused, to change the reels and do all that. Right. And it's, it's quite nice to know because how many times have we been in 
multiplexes where there's, it's all done by buttons and halfway through the film it goes out of focus or it moves across the screen and yeah. you're sitting there for 15 minutes before someone gets up to go <laughs> go and have a word. Um, so, yeah, it, it, comes, it comes on in August and... We 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 get a group of us are going to go down there, have a bite to eat, and watch it. And uh, I mean, yeah. I, I like like you, well, like all of us here. I mean, I, I've read the books and I absolutely adore them, and uh, so I, I know what happens in it. But uh, and I'm, obviously, I'm not going to say anything either. But the one thing I wanted to ask you guys, without giving anything away, um, the end scene um, is it really good? When when you know what I mean? The last little bit. You mean the yeah, yeah. the last part yeah. of the uh, yeah yeah. yeah. I, I, I liked it. I mean, I think they did about the best they could with that. That's a tricky one to do. What did you, Kenny and Rick? What did you guys? Are think? you uh, are you talking about the final battle or the actual? Last? No, 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 no. He's probably talking about past the battle. He's probably talking about yeah, the you know, at the end. The, the, I know they had to refilm. I loved it. it. it go, yeah, yeah. They, I'm think I'm glad they refilmed it because I saw pictures of it before they reshot it, and yeah. I thought they looked great and it made it made sense. It was good. I liked it. Okay, excellent, Marshall. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Cryptid talking here. Cryptid talking. <laughs> Although I still, I, I I made a comment without giving too much away. Again, this is I'll, I'll put a, a warning up. But I I said something yeah. to Lynn as we were leaving. I said, I said something like, uh, "Boy, Hermione really ages very well." I said something <laughs> like that to her. So maybe that'll give you a feel for uh, for it. But uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was good. I wanted more when it ended. It was like, okay, I'll just sit here and go on the ride again and watch it again or whatever. But. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's face it. I mean, I think I saw in the form that uh, it's bound to be out at Christmas time. Kenny, maybe you already know this, but uh, at Christmas time, there's going to be that beautiful box set with all the films. I mean, I know they've released like box sets one to seven A, and I think, well, why buy that when you know seven B's coming out? So they're, they're going to have this beautiful box set with all of the films in. And I think because I don't own the Blu-ray player yet, but I think this might be the box set that that makes me go and buy a Blu-ray because I don't own any of the films, and I've deliberately not bought them because I want to have them in a gorgeous box set you know and i i can't wait to see what they yeah. what they go well haven't they uh, are are those extended you know super deluxe editions kenny that they've been doing are those being put out like per movie i thought yes they already they've released all but the last two now Okay, so, so those those the ones them. that have, I guess, as much extra stuff you can get in yes. them. Those are only out individually. So yeah, they're far. the the ultimate the ultimate editions. Right, I yeah, guess that's they, what... they've, they've been they've been releasing two. They get one and two, three and four, five and six, and then uh, I think it's next year they're going to release seven, part one and two. So would you so, guess or predict that they'll take all of that and put it in eventually some mega? I'm sure they will. A box and, of. And I'll yeah. buy it also. I've purchased every <laughs> single version of the of the DVDs of the Blu-rays that come out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's getting a little, you know, it's like that and like the uh, the Lord of the Rings films and it, you know, I I, I Star Wars. Yeah, I do, you know, yeah. I buy them all. Yeah, it's it's. I, I I almost wish you could sort of like like, hey, can I cash it in? You know, for the next you know expanded <laughs> expanded edition or whatever. You know. We, it's just I get a little scared to buy some of this stuff. Not well, not really scared, but I'm like you, Meds. I'm a little hesitant when I know that okay, in six months there'll be the you know extra extra yeah. edition. See, my my problem is yeah. I can't wait six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it comes out. I have to see all the extras now. So. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, I I got I've been burnt a little bit with my um 
I mean, with Star Wars, you kind of expect it, you know, because we will buy it. But uh, as you know, I, I, I love my Doctor Who, and I've been slowly building up my Doctor Who collection of all the classic um, DVDs. And they, they've started bringing out these DVDs called, um, I think they're called Revisitations. Uh, there's three of them out now. And what they are, that they're going back and getting the old DVDs that came out about 2001 to 2004, uh, before Two Entertain took over. And they're redoing them, and then adding on extra extra bits of information, some behind the scenes, some commentary, some you know, film. Where are they now? Stuff. And I've got about four or five the DVDs, and they're on the revisitations, and they are excellent quality. But you you end up thinking, oh come on! I mean, yeah, I can see why yep. they've done it because say to entertain are um, a, a, just an absolute awesome company. They are fantastic. The, the products they do, they've done the Red Dwarf ones and they've, they say, done all the modern uh, Doctor Who ones for classic. And they do pack it with everything you want, you know, uh, musical scores, separate musical scores behind the scenes. But I'm looking at it and now I'm scared to go and buy a, a Doctor Who DVD because I tend to buy, like I think a lot of us do, buy them online. So it's not like going into a shop and looking at the date and thinking, oh, that's a, that says 2009, that'll be fine, or oh, that's a 2003. So I, I don't want to buy any of the old ones because I'm scared that they're going to bring out the Revisitation box set five. And then we get annoyed by <laughs> by having all this new stuff. So yeah, yeah. But if you, if, right. you, if you think if you think that way, you're never going to buy anything because they're always going to come out with more kind better of, versions. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, no. Well, I think now it's uh, to a certain degree. It's and these are just DVDs. It's gonna, right? Yeah, these, they're not not yeah, even Blu-ray, just, right? No, no, no. These are just DVDs. Of the yeah. old, the classic. I'm not talking about the classic series here, but right. to a certain degree, though, this this will actually make me now. Go. I mean, I, I don't tend to. I like to buy books at a bookstore because I love the smell of a bookstore. And I love to pick up books and flick through them. The same with comics, but with DVDs, I tend to get a play that come or Amazon or something like that. This will actually make me now go back into the stores on the high street, like HMV or Virgin, and go and have a look and check them out, check the dates out, and think, ah, that's not a to entertain. This is so and so. So there is a good point because it all, it all, you know, <laughs> yeah. if I'm thinking it. Well, the, some of it, you know, the, it, it's the same thing that's happened. You know, Star Trek over the years, too, has done the same thing where they're, you know, have released, you know, one version and then, uh, you know, a remastered version and then in Blu-ray eventually and extended and everything like that. So, I mean, I, I guess it's some properties, they, they, they seem to do it a lot more than others. You, you used to think that some things like might be safe and it would only be the really big boys like star wars or something like that where it would every year we're getting a, a slightly new version but now it seems everyone's jumping in and they realize i guess you can make a little more money if you throw a little different version out and uh, and then have that uh, you know and try to sell that to people but it'll be interesting to see what happens you know because so much is starting to go to the streaming model you know mm. and and in the you know, I, there's a lot of places and a lot of predictions and a lot of stuff out there talking about where people won't really even be buying this stuff in the future that, uh, you know, you just go, okay, now I can watch the, you know, extended, extended edition and that's available now. And, you know, instead of buying it and then in six months, some newer version comes out. If it was all just something you were streaming, I kind of like to own things too, if I can, but uh, I'm not sure you know, if that'll be the best way to do it in the future. And it may, mm. you know, there may be a point in time where streaming and, and some, because of the quickness of it, you don't have to actually produce the thing. You may get to the point where a streaming version may have more stuff and more, you know, here's some more deleted scenes, but you can't even actually go out and buy that yet. You know what I mean? So yeah. who knows? We'll see what happens. I mean, 
Netflix is sure trying to push the people towards just streaming, you know, but um, we'll see the, uh, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but it, it, you know, that's one way to deal with it if you wanted to, at least. Although a lot of stuff, that extra stuff, a lot of times isn't available usually on streaming yet. So who knows what they're going to do. Uh, maybe, maybe that's a way for them to keep the model of having people actually buy these box sets or, or DVDs and Blu-rays and, and not just only, you know, ignoring that for the, the places that produce those two and then so they can have both going. But I don't know. It's a lot, a lot of change. And then, of course, you know, there are people talking about, you know, something beyond Blu-ray coming out, too. So you've got that whole problem of uh, another format. <laughs> don't we love it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, well, um, was there any other movies, you guys? I, I skipped over a few. I didn't talk about Pirates, you know, Johnny Depp, another Pirates movie, you know, whatever. There was a couple other things I think I missed. But was there anything else that you guys mentioned or that you've seen that you wanted to talk about? Or, or what are you looking forward to for the rest of the summer, the best or the most? Cowboys and Aliens, the Apes movie? I'm waiting for the Apes movie. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> You just want him to talk. You just want a talking ape so you can, like, have someone bring you your coffee at your keyboard there, right? Exactly. Yeah. You can say, get your bloody hands off my coffee. You darn dirty ape. Yes. (laughs) What else is left? Captain America. Yeah. um, Yeah. August really dwindles off, though. The only thing I can think of in August is the apes movie for for sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff. When, when is Cowboys versus Aliens? The last weekend of July. Like the, mm-hmm. whatever, that'll be the 30th or something like that. The 29th. Yeah, the 29th, I think. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That should be really cool. Yeah, it should be good. It They've really been advertising it a lot more. I saw a lot of previews for it at the, uh, at the theater yesterday. They have these little TVs around inside the uh, movie theater lobby and they play previews there while people are buying their popcorn. And it's like, Cowboys and Aliens was like every other preview they were playing it, and you know it was just crazy. But I hope it's good. It looks looks like a different kind of movie, you know. I I saw the latest Apes trailer on the on the TV last night, and it was excellent. Oh, I was just very impressed. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know if I've seen the the latest stuff for that. It's been a couple of weeks since I saw something, so I'll have to look on YouTube later. But uh, well, thanks guys. I appreciate you taking some time out of your weekend and and chatting with me and and each other about the movies it's been a fun summer so far and, and maybe one day we'll have a, a, a summer you know time we'll be talking about another star trek movie or a winter time or whatever <laughs> i hope so i wish they would do that you know but uh, but anyway yeah some some good stuff still some stuff to come and uh we'll see uh we'll see what else is good this summer to watch and uh and next year we get the avengers spider-man i don't know i'm a little spider-man's starting to worry me a little bit I've seen more mm. photos. Actually, I just got an Entertainment Weekly magazine, and I'm not sure I really like this costume on this new Spider-Man, so I don't know. We'll see. Anyone else? Uh, anything else? Why don't you guys all go around and tell us where you can find, because uh, you all have little things you do, so let's put some plugs <laughs> in here at the end. Here, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, go ahead and start. Oh, okay. Uh, I am a host of Knights of the Guild podcast. I also co-host MASH 4077 podcast, and I also host Confessions of a Fanboy podcast. Um, and they're all the name at you uh, .com. You have a day job so, too, right, Kenny? So, oh, yeah. I work, I work full-time <laughs> in TV as well. 
Um, but yeah, so it's knightsofthegilds.com, mash4077podcast.com, and confessionsofafanboypodcast.com is where you can find them. And I'm also on Twitter at geekyfanboy. All right. All right, Meds. Uh, yeah, well, I uh, host a podcast called Waffle On. Uh, we just put the A team out, so yeah, for that one. Uh, and that can be found at waffleon.podbean.com. I'm also a co host with Kenny on uh, the brilliant MASH 4077 podcast, and I'm the lead writer of drama on Martian Creative. Uh, that takes up all of my time, as long as being a father and a husband. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys are busy. You make me feel bad, you know. Sometimes these days, oh, you I, started it. Yeah, if well. it wasn't if it wasn't for you, I would be. Other, <laughs> I only, I feel only a watch bad. A TV game fat. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, Rick, Pete, you don't you don't have a podcast yet, right? But you have a blog. I know that you do pretty regularly. Yeah, no podcasts. Um, yeah, I, you're I better off. Blogs. Don't don't start. Don't start. You know, just, <laughs> it'll consume you. Um. No, I think I'll try. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll suffice to be a guest, do a guest cast every now Good. and then. Well, we need those too, so uh, that's okay. great. No, I really started. Um, well, you know, I've been working on, you know, getting more healthy and stuff like that, and I really started doing a lot of running. So, um, so I have, I have two blogs. One, one, one's about my sort of challenge to get fit, lose weight, run a half marathon, do all that crazy stuff. And uh, my sort of journey on that. And the other one is more of a, more of just whatever comes into my mind that I want to talk about. And where are those but, at, Rick? Um, well, see the the running one is rickpete.squarespace.com, and the other one is rickpete.blogspot.com. So, but yeah, so that's where I sort of throw my throw my thoughts out on the table. Cool, good, good. Well, good for you to keep. Uh to get out there and give Brian Dunn some some uh, you know competition and <laughs> all of his crazy exercising, you know, he's off running somewhere this weekend again, isn't he? Some race. He is, yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. Well, I'm, I'm actually asking him for advice, so you know. Well, he's I'll happy. To, he he loves better. talking about that. That's for sure. So. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't started something like that, you know, with all all of his experience. But all right, Rick, thanks. And Dan, you just started something recently, right? Yeah, I'm the new guy to podcasting. Um, I've started a, a podcast called Out of Range. Um, at the moment, there's only like a, a pilot episode up, but I'm I'm just finishing work on my first proper episode on the TV show Monkey. So that should be interesting for some people who've ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. And you can you can find that at um, com slash out of range. Awesome. Awesome, and you're covering like some more obscure stuff with that show, right? Yeah, I'm, it's mainly a sh- the show is basically going to be um, about what I like, basically my sort of geeky interests. I've kept it quite broad uh-huh. for now, but okay. it's going to cover a lot of TV and things like that initially, and toys maybe. Great, that's fantastic. And Rick Moyer, you don't do anything, right? Nah, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I got a lot going on. Okay, but, we've uh, only got see. about an hour left okay, that I can right. record. So go I ahead, do, go ahead. I do a podcast with my wife Amy, who you heard on the beginning of this show, called "Take Him With You." We do it every week, and we uh, do a, a different perspective on life. We, uh, we of course are geeky. Are she's more geeky now than she ever has been. So it's kind of fun to listen. I'm to noticing that. I think you're rubbing yeah. off on her. I really like that. That's very good. She was desperate. She lost her iPod Touch for a day, and I, I swear I could see her sweating. 
So this is a good thing. She's she's. My next goal is to earn enough money to buy her an iPad because she really likes the big bigness of it. Because then she can see all the. the yeah, the you know, I don't know. Lynn Lynn uses the she does. She's got an iPad Touch too, and I'll sit there with the iPad next to her, and she's playing and like, like some game on her. Size? On her, yeah, she's she's playing the yeah right on her iPod Touch, and I'm like, I don't know yeah. how you do that. How, how do you? So I can barely use my fingers on the i iPad. I know, I know. You know? <laughs> so I do that, and I'm also a voiceover artist now, and I do uh, background music for uh, several commercials. I'm on t I'm on a TV commercial now, a couple of different ones, which is kind of fun. Um, I do the music for the Martians Are Here podcast and also the new commercial release called Rose of Mars that we're working on right now. And I narrate that story as well for Stefan Sonic. So that's a lot of fun. And I do parody songs at StarTrekParodies.com and just about anything else you can imagine. Uh, and I'm having a great time. To, and I'm a photographer now. I just did my first art show. You are like a renaissance have, renaissance man of, of I guess 21st so. century, yes. Well, again, as Ed <laughs> stated, it's kind of your fault, Rico. And Oh, uh, yeah. I, I blame Rico also. I do because, you know. I'm going to get you, T-shirts. Maybe that's what we should do for the next I T-shirt. It, all I, I learned everything say, I know I blame Rico. Rico. I, yeah, I that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, well, it's all, you know, I ever, all I ever learned from podcasting was yes. from Texas I, Sci-Fi. Yeah. Right. Well, honestly, you know, I remember the very first submission I made to the Trex and Sci-Fi program. It was a poem about Captain Kirk on a yeah, crappy... Yeah, I think I remember that, right. I had, yeah. I had a crappy old microphone that I plugged into my laptop and barely figured out how to record it. Yeah. And and as time went on, um, I, I started learning and, and got some software and began to do some more elaborate things. And as a result of that, I found out that I could do some pretty awesome stuff from my studio here at home. And that's I've turned it into a career. And now I'm making money doing it. So it's it. Thank you, thank you for inspiring us and and well, giving us a yeah, chance to have. Yeah, it's great. I'm I'm really you know I'm 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 really happy. I mean I, the uh, the 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 thing that I've always liked about the whole thing, and I get people that'll email too uh, occasionally, and I and I try to give them a few you know little basic pointers about it. But I said, hey, you know, just do what I did, and just basically you know you learn by doing, you know, and just just go for it, and you don't really. So a lot of people, I think, they get a little, uh, you know, they get a little shy or, or they don't want to try something because they're afraid they'll do something wrong or that it won't be good right. enough or whatever. But that's what's great right. about podcasting is, is it'll just, and I've noticed it with all of what you guys, all of you guys, what you do, that uh, it's it definitely, you can easily see how you're, even today on the call from all of the stuff that you've been doing on your own, it's much more you're much more comfortable and much more smooth and not that you were bad yeah. but I, you know what i mean you guys and I, you guys <laughs> oh, have, yeah. you, oh yeah oh yeah you guys have said the same thing you know so it's yeah. you know and that's great and i i don't know i always find too that it's it's helped me focus you know and and even at my regular job you know that kind of stuff to be able to speak better there and and to talk to people and and i know that and all of that is helpful for uh for whatever you do in life you know communication is uh yeah, is important and, and is key. So, and there's my public service announcement. Well, I think <laughs> the know. other thing that you do, and I say this often to you, and and when we're on stuff like this, you are not afraid of letting other people share your spotlight, and that is a unique and rare thing. You don't see that very often, and that I that I think is really cool. Because I keep you telling you, I want to be Johnny Carson. I want to be doing like right. one show a year and let guests do the rest of the time or whatever. And well, oh, it's pretty cool. It's a know. really neat thing because it shows how secure you are at, at what you feel like you're supposed to be doing, and it gives other people opportunity to explore some things. And you know, like a lot of us here, we probably wouldn't be doing what we're doing now um, if it wasn't for 
finding Treks and Sci-Fi. Great forum, great community of people, and and just a, a the classic podcast. It's fantastic. Well, that's great. Thanks. And you know, yep. that's that's one of the reasons why. I mean, I, I've noticed it's pretty obvious when people have a little. You know, I say, hey, you want to do a guest spot or whatever, and then people tend to. Hey, well, that was kind of fun. Maybe I'll do that myself or whatever. You know, there's been yeah. a lot of that too. So, uh, well, thanks, yeah. guys. Just hang on. I'm going to just stop the Audacity uh, little recorder here and, and cross my fingers that it doesn't crash, which doesn't, Whoa. it hasn't done in a while. But, uh, but save, anyway, everyone, save, save. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Th- thanks very much, guys. And just hang on the line. And uh, everyone uh, that's listening to Treks and Sci Fi next week, uh, I think, is a Deep Space Nine episode if wishes were horses. So tune in then, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. You've been listening to Treks in Sci Fi. For more information, visit Treks in Write to Rico today at treksf at gmail.com. That's treksf at gmail.com. Set a course for Earth. Maximum war. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. I'm Captain Kirk. Treks in sci-fi. That is before you sprain something. Your weekly dose of geeky goodness. And entertainment news. This mission would have failed without your help. I won't be speaking. The only podcast where no one has podcasted before. Captain Cardassians yet. Not with, we're not done with the Cardassians yet. Not with the strategic importance of that world. Thanks for joining us for Treks in Sci-Fi. Treks in Sci-Fi.